0: In wholesale real estate, a closer is someone who is good at identifying a motivated seller and is able to solve their problem with a fast and convenient low cash offer. The question is, are you a closer? If not, do you have what it takes to become a closer? Let's find out. The secret to becoming a closer lies in your ability to understand the seller's level of motivation, and the better you understand that motivation, the more successful you'll be as a wholesale closer. So on today's video, I'm going to break down for you the anatomy of a motivated seller and how to become an expert closer. And be sure to stay to the end of this video because I'm going to share with you the four biggest closer mistakes to avoid. But first, if you're new here, my name is Jerry Norton. I make millions of dollars a year wholesaling and flipping houses. And here on my YouTube channel, I show you how to do the same. So if you want to be a flipping genius like me and live your dream life, subscribe to my channel and watch my videos. A motivated seller is defined as a property owner that is financially distressed, or owns a property that is physically distressed, or oftentimes both. And because of that distress, he desperately needs to sell his property and will do so at a discount for the speed and convenience of a cash offer. It's important to understand that a motivated seller would rather have peace of mind than equity. What does that mean? It means the property is causing him stress and anxiety, either emotional or financial or both, and in order to remove that stress from his life, As quickly as possible, he will sell his unwanted property at a discount and walk away from any potential upside just to be rid of the hardship that property is causing him. It's estimated that only 5 to maybe 10% of real estate transactions at any given time are motivated sellers. So what qualifies someone to be considered a motivated seller? Or how do you identify a motivated seller? There are four characteristics to look for that we call the four pillars of a motivated seller. Now, if you wanna become a closer, it's critical you understand these four pillars and that you quickly identify them when talking to sellers. Let's briefly discuss each. The first pillar is a compelling hardship or problem that is going on in the seller's life. What is happening that is causing the seller to desperately desire getting rid of his property? Maybe it's a pre-foreclosure seller who's about to lose his home to foreclosure, or maybe it's a tired landlord who just went through a costly eviction. Remember, a seller facing a hardship would rather have peace of mind than equity and will eagerly sell that property at a discount in order to get rid of his unwanted property. The second pillar is urgency or a quick timeline. Does the seller need to sell the property sooner than later? The more urgent to sell, the more motivated to sell at a discount. Now, if there's not enough urgency and the seller has a lot of time to sell the property, he won't be very motivated to sell at a discount. For example, when I asked the seller how soon she wanted to sell, she said when her daughter graduates high school next year. So not very urgent. Compare that to a different seller I talked to whose property had a fire, the city condemned the house, and it was scheduled for demolition. He was in a big hurry to sell his property and was very motivated to sell at a discount. The third pillar is condition meaning is the property in some kind of disrepair it can be as little as needing carpet and paint or as much as a complete gut job and anything in between but typically in order for a seller to be motivated the property needs to be in poor condition and the fourth pillar which is often the toughest to uncover is price is the seller willing to take a discounted price and the thing is price can be a deceiver Meaning the seller will initially tell you a high price when he will in fact take a much lower price. A good rule of thumb is that if the first three pillars are there, then the seller will take a low price, even if he tells you a higher price at first. That means if you identify that there is a compelling problem going on in his life, that he has a short timeline to sell and the property is in poor condition, then more than likely the seller will take a low price, even if he initially tells you a higher price. For that reason, in my wholesale businesses, If the first three pillars are present, we will go on appointment to meet the seller, even if his asking price is too high, because we know there's a good chance he'll come down on price. And since price is the hardest of the three pillars to uncover, and because price is often a deceiver, many non-closers either postpone or avoid talking about price. They're really intimidated and insecure when talking about price. And that lack of confidence is communicated to the seller, It comes through in their energy and in their tone and their way of being. And as a result, it hurts their conversions. Do you want to know the secret to a good closer? The best closers in wholesale real estate understand a fundamental principle about sellers. Here it is. You ready? A good closer does not create motivation, he does not convince a seller to sell his property at a discount. A good closer uncovers an already motivated seller and then effectively communicates how he will solve their problem. You may find this interesting. Did you know that a motivated seller's highest point in the transaction, where they feel the highest level of relief and peace and calm, is when they execute the contract and not the closing? Isn't that fascinating? The closing, when they actually transfer ownership and get the money, is merely the confirmation to the problem they already believe you will solve. A good closer is able to help a seller feel confident that he can solve their problem. Now, let me help you grasp the right perspective about closing motivated sellers. If you can adapt this mindset, you will become an amazing closer. It really doesn't matter why a seller is motivated, only that you increase your effectiveness at finding them. All you really need to know is that they exist and that they are all around you. Right now in your market, there are motivated sellers looking for someone to solve their problems. They are the 5% of sellers in the marketplace, and you have one job as a closer, to find them. That means the majority of people you talk to are the other 95% that aren't motivated, and that's normal. Look, a closer understands that if he makes an offer and the seller doesn't accept it, All that means is they're not motivated enough yet to take that offer, and that's okay. A closer keeps going until he finds the 5% that are motivated. I can't tell you how many people don't understand that. A closer doesn't get butthurt and discouraged when he faces rejection. A closer is unfazed by rejection. Look, there are four primary mistakes amateurs make that a closer doesn't make. Mistake number one is to assume that sellers are logical. The reality is there is no rhyme or reason why a seller is motivated or not, and that's because motivation is not logical, it's emotional. For example, just because a property is distressed doesn't mean the seller is automatically motivated or should be motivated. You could have a property that needs a ton of work and the seller is not motivated, and you could have a property that doesn't need any work and the seller is extremely motivated. Stop trying to make sense out of it. Just make offers and the motivated sellers will rise to the top. Big mistake number two that novice wholesalers make is they assume that the asking price is equal to the seller's level of motivation. For example, let's say that the wholesale buy price is $250,000. But since the seller is asking $350,000, he must not be motivated. It's logical to think that if the seller were truly motivated, he would ask a lower price. But again, sellers are not logical. They are emotional. Remember what I said earlier, price can be a deceiver. A closer understands that there is no correlation between asking price and acceptance price. I can't tell you how many times I've made a low offer on an overpriced home and ended up getting the deal. In fact, recently I was working with one of my elite mentoring students in my Fast Track program, and she found a distressed property where the seller was asking $125,000. After running the numbers, she needed to get it for $75,000, and she said, Jerry, I'm not going to make an offer. Clearly, they're not motivated because they're asking $125,000, and I need to be at $75,000. I told her, you never know. Just make the offer. Well, in this situation, the seller accepted the offer. Come to find out he lives out of state and inherited the home and he just wants to get rid of it. But since it was overpriced, no one was making any offers. Even though push come to shove, he was very motivated. Now recently I recorded a live call where I got a deal for half of the asking price. I'll put the link to that video in the description below and you can watch it later. Now, does that happen every time? No, I wish, but it does happen. Oddly enough, about 5% of the time. What a coincidence. I have a rule I live by. Never discriminate a seller based on his asking price. Always make the offer. Now, this brings me to mistake number three that new wholesalers make, which is to not make low offers for fear of offending the seller. Maybe your low offer is offensive to the seller. If it is, who cares? That's not your business if someone else is offended. You do you and don't worry about what someone else does. A closer is not discouraged when a seller is offended. I recently made a lowball offer and the seller emphatically said to me, I'm really offended by your low offer. So I replied, Well, I'm really offended by your high asking price, which I wasn't. I was just trying to make a point. I said, Look, I can pay all cash, which means I don't have to qualify for financing. I can buy it as is, which means you don't have to make any repairs. I can close quickly so you could get $100,000 in your pocket in two weeks from today, and I'll even cover all the closing costs so it costs you absolutely nothing. If getting closure on this property is worth my time, great, let's get it done. If not, no problem, I get it, and I wish you the best of luck. Here's the takeaway. Always make the offer, regardless of asking price, and don't be worried about offending the seller. Mistake number four amateur wholesalers make is they assume that no means no. No never means no. No only means no right now. Motivation changes weekly, daily, even hourly. I made an offer once to a seller who rejected it. Within an hour, he called me back and said he would take my offer. Now, I asked what changed in this past hour. He said as soon as he hung up the phone with me, He got a call from the city that someone had thrown a rock in the window and he needed to fix it ASAP or he would be issued a citation. Now, that call from the city was the straw that broke the camel's back. He went from not motivated to very motivated in an instant. My policy is to follow up and reoffer weekly until the seller says he does not want to sell or he sells it to someone else. One of my elite mentoring students in my Fast Track program following this policy, after six months of reoffering weekly on a property, the seller finally accepted his offer. Studies show that 80% of sales are made on the fifth to 12th follow up. Consistent follow up alone will increase your deal flow drastically. So here's what a closer does to find a motivated seller he puts an offer in front of the seller and he sees how they respond. It's that simple. having said that, when it comes to lead generation, it's important to focus our marketing efforts on leads that have a higher probability of being motivated. For example, let's take a vacant property. And on top of being vacant, the seller also lives out of state. He's also a tired landlord and burned out from tenants. And the property is also in poor condition and needs fixed up. And on top of all of that, the seller is financially distressed and owes the IRS $50,000 in unpaid taxes, so he's hurting for cash. The more issues going on, the higher the motivation to sell and the bigger the discount the seller will accept. Knowing this can be extremely beneficial when deciding what types of leads to focus on in your marketing. Adding multiple layers of distress is known as lead stacking, and it's one of the coolest features of PropWire. Now, if you've never heard of PropWire, it's the nation's largest database of motivated seller data with over 157 million records nationwide. The best part is it's absolutely free to search and download an unlimited amount of data. No monthly subscription and no pay-per-lead upsells. And one of my favorite features is lead stacking. You simply choose your market, then click the lead type drop-down menu, then click the box match all selected, and then choose multiple lead types. Stacking motivation will create a smaller list, but way more impactful. Now to do your first or next search, just go to joinpropwire.com. And to really help you get started talking to sellers, I have two free resources for you. First, my motivated seller scripts, and also my cold calling scripts. Now I'll give these both to you for free. Check the description box below for the free download links. Finally, a good closer doesn't just have a solution for highly motivated sellers, but also sellers who are not as motivated, but still wanna sell. So watch this next video to learn three additional solutions to offer sellers. And remember, it's not about the money. It's about having the time and freedom to be, do, have, and give everything God has in store for you. That's what it's really all about. And I'll see you on the next video.